0: Uh, welcome everybody, everybody to our podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Joseph. Uh, and we talk about uh, baseball for the most part. Um, this is our first show. Welcome. Um, So I guess we should just start with what we like in, in our teams or what we see in our teams. Is that yeah? Is that unreasonable? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds all right. Um, all right.
1: You can go ahead because you actually have a team. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah that's very true. I've been following them since I was 8 years old. Uh Colorado Rockies. Uh I'm from Texas, so I mean it makes perfect sense for for me to enjoy uh the Rockies who are about 12 hours away from me. Uh and I've been enjoying their you know their losing streaks since I was a small small child. Uh and you used to be a Red Sox fan, right? Yes. Yeah, I was a Red Sox fan. Again, I I grew up in Texas as
1: well, so that's kind of weird, but I usually pick my teams through players, and when I started getting into baseball, Pedro was being Pedro, and Nomar yeah. was a really big part of their team, so... Uh, That was how I I latched onto them and stuck with them for a while. But now I can't really pledge any allegiances to teams. I mostly root for, well, squads now. But as they start to lose players, I'll jump on bandwagons and stuff like that. And I Mm -hmm. mostly
0: root for players. See, I think when we started talking, this was a while back, we we connected through baseball. And over the years, I think you've been getting me into that kind of same mentality, like look at these players. And I, and I kind of do now, but it's usually still in the same franchise. And, uh, I mean, it's going to be fine. Uh, another friend of mine, he's, uh, he's up in Chicago and he's like, you know what, uh, let's hate the Cubs, but let's root for the, the, the White Sox. And I was like, Hey, I could get behind that. Cause that's <laughs> the same mentality that, you know, that you already installed in me. So I was like, I'll do that. Uh, for, so the next year I'll be looking at two teams, which would be the Sox, so the White Sox, and uh, the Rockies. Uh, in my early days, I did not like the White Sox at all. I couldn't
1: tell you why. I think it was just like Ozzie Gian and a lot of their players I didn't like. But I loved Scott Putsednik, even though he's like a nobody. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be so good starting yes. very soon. Yeah. yeah uh, and all those guys are going to lead them far, Yeah. I think.
0: And that division's <sighs>
1: starting to weaken too. The them and the and the Indians are going to have some good good run ins over the next couple of years, I think.
0: Uh, uh, the Indians uh, did really well these uh, last couple of games too. They've uh, they like what won sixteen games, I think, or eight, something like that. Eighteen, eighteen games, eighteen. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, they're just destroying everybody. There's no signs of stopping. I wrote about them on the Irrelevant today. Well, about Lindor specifically. Mm-hmm. I've loved that kid for so long. He's so good. Um. Yeah, they're they're just in, unstoppable
0: right now. Uh, which I is think which is amazing. Too. Yeah, I think they they're playing or they already played. Uh, I was uh, on MLB they today, beating the Tigers nine to nothing
1: in the bottom of the eighth. So it's safe to say that they're going to be nineteen. Yeah, and I think they're two wins away from the record. If they win today, that puts them two wins away from the record that the A's
0: made in that Moneyball season that they mm-hmm. showed in the movie. Yeah that movie is probably one of my favorite movies i don't know the math but you know it i just like baseball movies it's uh, that's how, how i grew up <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i mean the books obviously
1: way different than the movie cuz it's not like a story at all but i i like the movie a lot uh i mean the books pretty incredible too i have not so you
0: i uh, okay i was going to ask that i was i'm definitely into that reading it uh learning a little bit more about you know what he was able to do uh the movies it was really really fun um, so continuing, I don't know if this is going to be a smooth segue or not. Um, it's probably not, but yeah, we're, we're working.
1: <laughs> it's the first show.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the first show. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's the building season for us, uh, you know, by game or episode 25, we might be, you know, better. Who knows? It's oh, like, uh, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing this for free, for your free entertainment, people. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, okay, you are against the world uh, with Mike Trout. Like, I mean, you you root for him, but I feel like... Oh uh, I think the world loves Mike Trout. I just,
1: I personally, get, even with all the respect that he gets, he is still underrated, in my opinion. He is the greatest player of all time. And people don't act like it. Like, they act like, oh, he's good. He's... Yeah, I'd rather watch Chris Bryant. I'd rather watch uh, Bryce Harper. Trout. But no, right? Mike Trout is the greatest player of all time. And he will go down as the greatest player of all time. I mean, right now, Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time. But when all said and done, I believe it'll be Mike Trout. Um, yeah, so... What I think the segue was supposed to be for uh, Mike the Mike Trout War update, which is something that I've been following since I uh since he went down, and I wrote about it to be mm-hmm. relevant as well. Um, just an update, and I want to throw it out there. I'll throw it out here till the end of the season too, because I think it's such a fascinating thing yeah. to watch. Is uh, under so far Mike Trout has four hundred and thirty-two plate appearances as of today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying the top three people I think should um that are the top three players in the. In the major leagues, because right. uh, the one of the third, the third person is going to be from the National League, uh, and that's Anthony Rendon. He has 543 mm-hmm. plate appearances, and Altuve, ha- Jose Altuve for the Astros, has 600 plate appearances. Uh, fa- fan graphs War: Mike Trout is at 6.3, Rendon is at 6.5, Altuve is at 6.7. Okay. That's uh, baseball bad. reference. Mike Trout yeah. is above them, actually. He's passed them in two of the three, or in one of the three, sorry. He's at 6.2. Rendon is at 5.91. Altuve is at 5.95. And that one's kind of weird because they're all below people like Stanton and Blackman and Arenado, but Baseball mm-hmm. Reference does their math a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or Baseball Perspectives. Baseball Reference, he is in between them. So Mike Trout is at 6.2, Rendon is at 5.7, and Altuve is at 7.7. So I'll, I think Altuve will probably hold on to that lead in Baseball Reference War, but Fangraph's War, I think Trout's going to catch him. Altuve is a monster of a player, and like what he does for his size and his stature... Yeah, is incredible. He's so inspirational, and like beyond that, he's just a monster. But Mike Trout is the greatest player of all time. He has almost 200 less played appearances than him, and he's put up almost as good a value. Like it's ridiculous for all the, all the arguments that I'm reading from uh, writers. Is that it's Altuve and Jose Ramirez for um, an AL MVP? Right. right, and they're not even giving Mike Trout any respect. Like. I realize he probably doesn't qualify but he might by the end of it and even if he doesn't he put up the same amount of he's passed Aaron Judge a long time ago which is what yeah. I heard about. Um he are like Jose Ramirez is not going to catch him at all. I don't care. And uh, <laughs> both of these teams that like for if you want to come down to the value debate that everybody likes to it's <laughs> a stupid arbitrary like word that nobody can actually give a real meaning to. Right. The Astros don't need Altuve. He like they have Springer Correa. Once he comes back, they're stacked. Same thing with the Indians. You don't win twenty games off the bat of one
0: player. No, it's 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 the whole
1: yeah. The Angels might sneak into the playoffs, and it's because they treaded water. And then Mike Trout was like, "Okay, guys, let's go do this." And he has yeah. them in in the playoff race. Like if he if they get into the playoffs, there's no. There's no debate from old school mentalities that like, oh, he's the best player that's not in a in a playoff team, so he shouldn't be there. Um, and there's no debate that he hasn't put up the value. He he's been incredible for his team,
0: right? And, and seeing because uh, usually when you talk, you know, start talking about Mike Trout on Twitter, I usually have to start seeing what he's doing. Uh, I kind of like what you do. I I'm now jumping onto a lot of the 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 bandwagon, the player bandwagons at least. Uh, Trout has been out there for like what since 2012 maybe yeah I think that was his first full season uh, so you know like little by little I, I'm starting to like look at what he's doing especially uh, I think he they played last night I think I'm not really sure like yeah, he my, my he had a home run yesterday yeah so it was yesterday uh, so I'm like kind of like catching up on where tr- I'm trying to do this research to kind of like catch up with you here and I just, I just look at the stats and I'm just like this guy's just he's incredible, but then you know yeah you're right he he's not on the the plate as much as you know Rendon or uh, Altruve or like you know I was reading something about Blackman and or Charlie Blackman and I was like he's like he's doing pretty good too like you know uh, he's not at the level as these other players, but looking at Again, because of the Rockies fa- fandom in me, I have to look, you know, at Chuck Nasty and I have to look at Arendo, Uh because right now those are the players that they're really, you know, everybody's just focusing on. Um, but uh, Mike Trout, like looking at him compared to these two players, you know, is a different beast. They're different beasts and like just looking at them. And I wish I had something more substantial to say. I mean, it just seems to, so like, every, everybody
1: in the league... Like, the, your league always has your upper echelon players. Like, mm-hmm. like in, the, in like in this current times right now, it is... Like, like I think the reason that you've probably been getting into the season so much this year is because how good the Rockies have been. I mean, Blackman's incredible. Arenado is probably one of the best non-trout... He's one of the best non-trout <laughs> players in the league. Um, like, he's probably top five players for me. And so, it's... Yeah, like it's just insane that we that he's playing on a whole other like he's on a whole other level than everybody else. I think, and he mm-hmm. puts it he puts it in consistently. He's been doing it since two thousand twelve. He should have. He hasn't placed less than second in MVP voting, mm-hmm. and he probably
0: should have won all of those. Like, right. It's Ridiculous. Well, th- these are things that I I don't. This is where I, I don't. I, I think that you are at war with the rest of like the rest of the <laughs> nation because I, I see that you appreciate this player over because uh, there's not much write-ups and even like when it is coming up it's like probably from like the local newspapers in anaheim it's not like this big thing that i'm seeing everybody really talk about and i like i scour now twitter like just to see what they're talking about and i see i saw judge like during the the all-star games and all that stuff like everybody was talking about it. i talked about him and i was like oh this is this the kid from new york you know who like I wasn't – it's just not the same, you know?
1: Yeah, not uh, get, like, that explosive coverage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, I guess I, I just think that more people appreciate him because of what I inundate myself with. Like, I read mm-hmm. Fangraphs and Jeff Sullivan and Ben Lindbergh, and, like, these mm-hmm. guys have, a big, have as big a crush, if not more, on Mike Trout as I do. So, like, that's right. why I don't see it that way. But I guess when you have, like, a, a broader sense and and – Follow, like, more, I don't want to say mainstream stuff, but, like, other other news outlets because I don't mm-hmm. really, like, I don't watch Fox Sports or ESPN or anything like that. And I, I stayed, stay in my lane in terms of, like, deep baseball knowledge, guys. So that, that's why I think that it's not, like, me against everybody, but I guess yeah. you might be more right than
0: than me since I stay so
1: narrow-visioned.
0: Well, I I don't know if I I don't want to say that I'm right, but because I, I don't follow ESPN and I really don't go into Fox Sports either. I say like with SB Nation, um, so I mean I I guess I'm part of the like I like the Vox family dynamic that they have. It's very, I guess, like old school newspaper. So I, I tend to read all their stuff together, even though you know whatever. Uh, so I get a lot of my stuff from SB Nation and you. So I mean, my source of news it comes from you. As I'm going in in this, um, I guess this Mike Trout uh, love affair as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could talk about Mike Trout all day, but we we probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, and if we as we keep doing this, I want to keep updating this, like I said, throughout the rest of the season because I really want him to to catch and. And get that MVP award but mm-hmm. I mean I'm not a player I'm not a writer I don't have any stake in any of this so I it's stupid to to get upset I got really upset because I was way younger when that Mike Trout and uh, Miguel Cabrera MVP debate was going on yeah. he got snubbed because that's stupid triple crown but uh, <laughs> yeah it's not really worth worrying about there's there's better things to worry about to yeah. uh, Andy McCullough like I mean if you don't follow Andy McCullough he is the best beat writer because he just does not care about like he likes baseball he does not care about it the way like all these diehard fans especially right now during which actually is makes me a good segue to our topic During yeah. this Dodgers collapse following him and like the i don't want to say disdain but just the way that he doesn't care <laughs> but all these people are like you should care and why aren't you a fan and he just did like oh man the way he handles this the dodgers panickers
0: has been awesome to to uh, witness from afar and it's it's kind of great seeing it at the same time like seeing this collapse happen and just thinking <laughs> what went wrong at what point Um, especially because like these last four games, it was a rocky sweep. And of course I'm like all over my phone just on the updates and I'm seeing what is going on because for the most part, this whole season, like the Rockies go against the the Dodgers not being in, in Colorado, but when they play like at home, like when they play in LA or whatever, it's, it's kind of like disheartening to see them just go like down and you know, not like really bad games that happen but like these like these last four games i'm like wow that, that's very surprising that they're winning in dodgers land compared to you know at Coursefield field course field and it's just it's so weird to see this happening and i didn't think it was a thing until i started doing the research and i was just at a loss of words because this is america's team I well I mean we we I think it's America's team. Uh the Dodgers uh, the Dodgers yeah. I mean people might say the, the Yankees but be honest again fuck the Yankees. <laughs> uh, because they're putting money, they put their they put money onto their players. I mean the Dodgers they do but I've seen them play this at the beginning of the the season against the Cubs, you know, it was just a different ball game like no pun intended. But I mean the Dodgers are really really good. They have a uh, they have so many good players like you there again, like Mike Trouder, some of them could be under underrated and not really talked about. But then when you when they really do put on a show uh, like they did last year in the, in the postseason, it, it, you have to pay attention to these guys or not postseason. I'm sorry, during the playoffs as well, because, again, these guys just show up and they don't do much. And I think that just happens every year to the Dodgers.
1: Well, they—I mean—they do have the the highest payroll, so they're they're on they're up there with the Yankees right now. But I think what you're, I think what is is kind of weird for a lot of fans is their all their value comes and like think what you're getting at is all their value comes from players that aren't the big names. Adrian Gonzalez yeah. is on the bench right now. He's not yeah. like, Cody Ballinger is the one destroying baseballs for them. Um, Corey Seager is making league minimum, and they have Chase up like they have big names like Chase Utley and stuff like that who are not. Not uh, money sinks, but once they get these big names off their payroll, like they'll be able to invest more into their younger players, and they have a deep farm system. Like they're they're gonna be so good for so long. And yeah, I mean, they and also, I mean, I guess what I can see what you're saying as them being America's team is they they were the best team in baseball. They have 92 wins and they've lost like ten win ten games in a row in in the middle of September. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. They could lose out and still make the playoffs
0: which is a great thing that's that makes the best team like for America like you know we're always underdog well right now we you know when we started whatever <laughs> underdogs and you go into this thing and like you know they yeah they lost 16 or 15 out of the 16 games and but just a couple of weeks back they're you know they won like 16 so i mean who does that no team has done that
1: yeah um yeah i are they ever going to win again? We, uh, we can't tell you. Yeah, um, I can Yeah. <laughs> then again, they don't need to. They could still win their division, not have to go into the wild, into the wild card game, and not win a game for the rest of the season, probably.
0: And that's the drama of baseball. Yeah,
1: I've been I've been watching it because I I get to follow the Diamondbacks uh, living here in Phoenix, and like them having they lost nine games in a row. They lost a nine game. Or they still have nine-game lead over Arizona, mm-hmm. they, and they've lost, I think it was six games in a row, which is, like, they had a 16-game lead and they're still up nine. That's ridiculous. Yeah? Yeah. But we'll have to see if they hold out. It's it's funny to see a lot of the <coughs> and stuff like that, and, and the panic from Dodger fans, because I don't have the most uh, appreciation for Dodger fans. They panic too hard, <laughs> they, too quickly they uh cheer pop flies as if one just because their player made contact as if it's a home run that's going to go 600 feet. The ones here are real disrespectful to Arizona fans and yeah, I don't know. I
0: I when I saw Pu- Puig, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Puig? Puig? Uh, Puig, whatever. Puig. Uh, peak, <laughs> uh whatever. Uh whatever. Uh Puig, uh when I saw him play uh at the opening game for the the Cubs, uh I I shed a tear because I I never thought, you know, I would see him play, and uh, I was like, yeah, like this whole season I did look at the the, the the Dodgers to see what they were gonna be able to, just because I didn't think the Rockies were gonna have, or even the Diamondbacks were gonna have that this kind of season. Like you know, it's been th- this weird, like this weird weird year for me to see like a team that I love like doing this good or at least where I'm paying attention to it now. Yeah. I think we
1: talked about it the, like right at the beginning of the season where I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I predicted these teams would all be really well. I didn't think they'd be, I, I still personally, am kind of shocked that all three of them are in the race this long. I, I thought the Diamondbacks would be there because they kind of put, my thinking behind them was they pushed it all in last year. It didn't work mm-hmm. because a lot of them got hurt and they just had fumbles everywhere. Right. This year they got Tory Lavulu. Mm-hmm. Uh is pitching up to the way Granky can pitch um, and even without Shelby Miller they have I think well now the Indians are on track like the second best rotation in all of baseball and it's it's in, been incredible to watch from close and then I mean I've kind of been loosely following the Rockies but I know a lot of people were picking them as favorites going in not in the division obviously but at least right. into the wild card not in the division because it's dominated by the Dodgers and will be for the foreseeable future
0: yeah but, um, that's yeah, I how I say it too
1: yeah, me and a, a good buddy of mine used to talk about how miserable the West was, but this year they're the class of the of the major leagues.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, this is, it's very surprising. Again, just because for the longest time it was, it, it, it will be dominated by the Dodgers, but now you have two teams that are literally like coming from the trenches to take on, you know, the king, the you know, the big the big boys. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> which is it's it's great. I I dig it. Yeah. Like it's exciting.
1: That uh, wildcard game is going to be real fun.
0: Yeah. Hopefully I get to go to that. And if you do, just live stream it to me. Just do that (laughs) so I could see it. Uh, Because then I I could be there too. (laughs) You got it.
1: (laughs) Alright, so... That collapse hopefully will stop soon. Maybe even tonight. But on the other side of the... uh, Scoreboard or standings. Um, the Red Sox are barely holding on to their division. And I started calling this like a month ago or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, maybe even before that, is this team reminds me. Of, I think it was even during the summer. This team reminds me. Of, like It was right when the David Price controversy started coming out. Oh, yeah, this yeah. This team yeah. reminds me an awful lot of 2011's team. And Evan Drellick had a write up a little while ago about how the 2011 team had an amazing offense and, and you can't compare them. But a collapse is a collapse. Like, yeah. They're falling apart, and I don't know where the reinforcements are going to come in from. David Price is – I would be surprised if he pitches again in the regular season. And, I mean, they've been lucky in the way Drew Pomerantz has pitched and, and the revelation that's been Doug Fister. I don't know where mm-hmm. he's getting this, but if he can pitch this way in October – I'd be super surprised. So they're going to go into the playoffs or down the stretch with one really good pitcher who they've been riding for a long time and a bullpen that has not been showing up the way that their division rivals have. He's right. got so much bullpen depth at the trade deadline, and the Red Sox got one person. Uh, I just don't see – and their offense has been miserable the entire season, so I don't see how <laughs> they're going to hold on to this lead. And if they do – against the Astros and the Indians, they're going to be nothing in the playoffs. They're going to get eaten alive.
0: And I guess, I guess I kind of want that to happen. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So I'm again, I'm from, I'm in Texas. I kind of have to root for some Texas teams. The Astros. I mean, that was a team that I, I didn't really think people would be really talking about this year. And, uh, with, you know, now that I guess we're running towards the wild cards, towards the playoff season. Um I just I, I kinda want I kinda want the, you know, Indians and the Astros to eat the Red Sox. I mean, if they're not if the bullpen's not showing up, then, you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna they had a really good year. And it's just like Ooh, they the lost Astros or the Red Sox? Uh, the Red Sox they had yeah. a decent, they had a decent. Year. Yeah, they
1: were really good. They were, I mean, they're they're still a good team. But I just, I mean, even if they do go, like let's say Doug Fister keeps up and uh, Chris Sale doesn't break down, Drew Pomeranz keeps this up, and Rick Porcello even finds his form back to right. the Cy Young that he was last year, they don't have the firepower to go up against those two teams, and they don't have Corey Kluber, and they mm-hmm. don't have D- uh, Dallas Keuchel. I mean, Chris Sale, yeah, Chris Sale can go. Um, tit-for-tat with uh, Dallas Keuchel, but he's one pitcher. And the Astros have a lot of people to go behind Dallas Keuchel in case he gets knocked out early or something like that. And I was listening to uh, Fangraph's audio and Dave Cameron, Mm -hmm. and I agree with him, uh, given what we saw last year in the playoffs. This year, I think, is going to be really – it's going to be a shock for a lot of people the way pitching staffs are managed. I think we're probably going to see starters go four or five innings tops and start getting pulled. Uh, Mm -hmm. once they start getting to that second, third time through the order. And the managers are really going to lean on their bullpen. I think Terry Francona drew up the playbook for how to win in October, the best way to win in October. And they almost beat one of the best teams we've seen in a long time. They took the Cubbies to seven games with a lot less talent. um, It's true. Because they had... Andrew Miller and they had Cody Allen and they had all these guys in the bullpen that could just come in and shut them down when they needed to. Yeah. Of course didn't work in game seven, but they took them to extra innings of game seven. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And if it's an ALCS between the Astros and the Indians, it's going to be real fun.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's where I, I wanted to, I I want that to happen. I mean, the Indians, again, the Indians had a really good, almost a perfect season last year and you know again they took them to the extra innings for the cubs but the astros i think i think my money is going to be more on astros just because i like the underdogs in this situation uh because i mean the indians i mean they've again they came out of nowhere for this season at least for me i wasn't when i started paying attention to them again i was like oh shit that's right like they do have good players and so, but the Astros, like I don't know where I think, uh, I think it was Jeff Daniels that said something on Twitter, and I was like, they're not doing that great. And I know, I, they
1: were the best team in the league for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this was like in July, so this is like at the heat of the summer. And so I was like, oh fuck, like, this is really great, and it, it just got me excited. And you know, it, it's just it's good for good for them. Like I'm really happy for the Astros, and I would like to see both of those. You know. Neck and neck, like going at each other. So uh, you know, whatever predictions
1: or right. shitty predictions. Yeah, Luna, Luna's done a good job to build up that team. So it's mm-hmm. it's been real fun to see to see them like starting to pay off now. And I mean, they were tanking for so long. Like, yeah, I think that's the reason they took a lot of people by surprise. What two years ago because mm-hmm. they were so terrible. And then I mean, they always they had Jose Altuve for a long time. I and mean, once you put more talent around that guy, he's gonna he's gonna shine. they're all just gonna. Uh, just take off after that and that, yeah. that was uh, yeah because that was two years ago was Dallas Keigel's Cy Young year um, yeah that, it's going to be real fun <laughs> down the stretch we'll see we'll see what happens Yeah, uh, the
0: Red Sox are they going <coughs> to, the,
1: to the lead you think?
0: I I don't think so well they've done they've done a lot worse I guess in in they've done yeah, yeah they've done worse in better situations or worse situations I guess um, I think they could, I, uh, I don't want them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let me tell you, they got, there's, their, uh, stretch run is going to be Oakland. Not a good team. Tampa no. Bay, pretty good team, but they got yeah. sale pitching in that one. Baltimore, who is going to be in the middle of a, uh, who are in the middle of the AL wild card. Yeah. Seems to want to take Cincinnati. They can steamroll. Toronto they can probably beat but they've been going neck and neck with them throughout the season and then yeah. they end it with four games against the Astros.
0: Yeah. Now, um <laughs> that's going to be fun to to watch. Uh but now I I mean it's a possibility. I mean they got like four of those teams that are kind of all right. Uh but ah uh, I don't I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think think the
1: Yankees are going to catch them. Uh, I mean, it's going to come down to that final series with the Astros. And if the Astros decide to rest up a few players going into it, like maybe they sneak in. But I'm pretty sure the Yankees have a lot easier schedule. Oh, maybe not. It's because they're playing the Twins, Tampa Bay, all the teams they're playing in the wild. Right. So they're playing Toronto at the end to end the season. But they play Tampa Bay another six times. Minnesota three times. Well, they played Toronto six times too. So it's it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun. Yeah, that'll that'll yeah. be probably the that's the collapse I'm more worried about. <laughs> Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to hold on to that lead. I think they the Dodgers don't even play the uh, Diamondbacks anymore. So
0: yeah, so there they're, it's going to be good for them. I mean, the schedule for the Dodgers I think is a lot easier than what the Red Sox have. But I mean, of course, it's different different divisions and different players that are going to be going in the Dodgers will maintain it for sure yeah, yeah so. Red Red Sox Red Sox uh you know vaya con Dios
1: <laughs> yeah well it's to their lead um yeah yeah we'll see we'll see how that rolls <laughs> out. I, I mean as a as an old Red Sox fan like I still comment on them a lot and I follow them a lot and whenever <laughs> they do something that's that pisses me off it pisses me off more than other teams uh, well, Of course, because
0: you have the, the you still have the, the the feelings for them. You're you're not completely yeah. over it. Nah, but
1: yeah, like that that 2011 collapse. I was mm-hmm. I was a big Red Sox fan of then, still, and like I've waned over the years as we talked about. But that destroyed me. I didn't talk for like two hours after that. Oh as wow! I work and saw both games on. <laughs> I saw one end, looked over and saw Longoria hit the home run, and I was just like, nope. I'm leaving and walked out. and It was oh, my shift was already over, but I was just, like, sucks. <laughs> and then drove around for a while. Got home, super quiet for a while. That one, that one stung.
0: Well, <laughs> see, if you enjoy a team that's never winning and your hopes are always like bare minimum, you know you could write the you could write that all the time, you know, because. Uh, That happened. Like, you know, that's been the franchise since I could, since I'd known it. Yeah. So, it's good. It's good. Uh,
1: See, I can see where you also want to see the Red Sox fail, given that they took away that championship from you in 2007.
0: Yeah. But, okay, for that one, I'm okay. The Rockies never showed up. And the Red Sox at the time, just... The best, some of the best teams. Like I have no idea how the Rockets got that far, and yeah, they steamrolled
1: that entire the the NL. The, I mean, the NL is a traditionally worse than the AL, but they they just like they won that kid that one game playoff against the Padres. I think right where yeah. Holiday never still hasn't touched home plate. And yeah, they just didn't
0: lose. I think right. The, I think that's fun. what happened. Yeah, something. I it, it was, it was a weird thing because I think I was coming. It was right. Th- right at the heat of the holidays for me or the beginning of the holidays. So I'm just like seeing these games and like my dad texting me like before the games or during the games. And I'm, he's just like, so this is happening. And then I'm like, <laughs> like, like rushing home to watch it on like, the Spanish TV. Cause I do not want to, I didn't want to hear Joe Buck on Fox. <laughs> and I was just there
1: like, was what had, McCarver, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was just like this thing that was just devastating, and just hearing the announcers in Spanish, and just like, just seeing, just seeing the game, and like I remember it was just a three game shutout, and I was just like, "This is as far as they're gonna get." You know what? Next year is gonna be a winning t- season, and I think that's that's the wave I've been riding since two thousand seven. You know, ten years <laughs> later, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, if This I is mean, a. I mean,
1: everybody's a lot of people are talking about the Diamondbacks, but they could get shut down i mean the rockies could have just as much a chance of beating them in that in that one game playoff
0: yeah that's very true i mean we got the the series just starts on wednesday so i'm going to be paying attention to it probably like somehow stream it um at work uh but dude this is this is yeah you're right this is uh the season that i paid attention to the most and compared to like a couple years back where it was just on and off and now it's just been kind of like just constant and uh, i thank you for that i really do thank you for that
1: yeah i'm glad i got someone else to talk baseball with
0: (laughs) that's why like when i was telling
1: when i was sending you all those long text messages in the beginning of the year i was like either he's gonna start to get more into it because this team's doing good or he's gonna be like "Shut the fuck up well i mean you've gotten further into and they've picked up so they've, they've kept you in it not i'm not gonna take any credit for that
0: well, I mean, it's just not just one, uh, one thing uh, – well, one, not one just team. I mean, I also have our – well, here in El Paso, we have the Chihuahuas. So, I follow the Padres. Oh. So, I follow some players that get called up, you know, to the majors. And then there's like Cody Decker, who is, uh, I think, plays for the 50, uh, Las Vegas 51s, who are affiliated to the, the Mets. So you know, I'm like just now getting again this player barrage of just who's good, who's not. I mean, they're going to be triple A players for the most part, but or whatever they are. Um, yeah, I'm just going to yeah, triple A, right? I was I got confused. So yeah, this is this thing that now I'm just enjoying it plus like, you know, if the things that I'm enjoying are going good right now. And if it's going to be like this next year, then it's going to be a good year. If not, just I'm just going to do the same thing that you do and follow the players, or just follow the socks, the White Socks. Yeah,
1: yeah we'll see? I know a few people who are predicting big things from them as early as next year. I don't quite think so. I think they're probably gonna, they're probably a year or two off, but they're still going to be exciting to watch next year with all yeah. the players. Like Giolito's already up. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, uh, I think we talked. We talked about it um when we were texting i think in the next three years they're going to be doing like that's a team that you should like be putting on money on
1: yeah for sure and that, that'll that be towards the end of the indians window they'll start to lose a lot of their mm-hmm. bigger bats and some of their uh, pitchers to free agencies so the division is going to be wide open for them the royals are going to be yeah. awful for a while the tigers are in full-on rebuilds mm-hmm. uh, the twins might still be able to keep up with them if they can put more talent around byron buxton and byron buxton continues to blossom into the player he looks like he's becoming. Yeah. And I think that's it in that division, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They they have a good shot of being like running that division for a long time.
0: And I'm excited. I'm excited for that.
1: Good call getting in on that one on the bottom floor. All right. So that's enough baseball talk. Uh, Yes. We also want to talk about pop culture on this podcast because baseball is going to be over soon. And then I only have five minutes to talk about it during the off season or something like that. Uh, so I think you want to talk about it
0: right yeah so it came out this uh last this weekend last weekend um I've been part of a book club and this was our first book that we read and um, so I got everybody excited for it and I'm not a I'm not a big reader and uh this and first of all we didn't even read this book we audio booked it <laughs> so which makes it even you know even better and it, the book kind of sold me for what will happen for the movie and um you know our friend clara she uh she was super overhyped i mean you could go to the irreverent website and everything that i think she's written about has been about her overhyping this movie essentially <clears throat> i'm sorry and i don't know for because uh, this whole year i know this is a pop culture section of it or even for movies or whatever. Um, but for this whole year, I've been completely blackout on all me, all all pop culture movies. Like, so I haven't, I don't see trailers. I don't read reviews. I don't see previews. I go in as blind as I can and enjoy it from, for what it is. Um, and if I see a trailer, uh, like, cause I I know that like you were just shit talking the dark tower (laughs) and that movie pretty much bombed, uh, I got excited because I knew it was going to be terrible and I want, <laughs> I wanted to be terrible. So I was, re- I got really excited with it. I didn't know where to fall in line. So going in blindly in this movie, it can you know, the movie was all right. I enjoyed, you know, everybody's acting. Uh, some CGI was, you know, unnecessary. Um, but overall, like, I mean, if I wanted to compare and contrast, like, you know, compare the, the, the book and the, and the movie, I mean, it just, it, it does a really good job. There's going to be some tweaks here and there, you know, because it's in the 80s. They showed th- some things over the other things, and I'm glad they showed those things, you know, but, you know, the it was great. All those kids, even Scarsgard, or I think that's the name, Bill Scarsgard, yeah, uh, was just incredible. Great, great actor. Um, what'd you think of the movie?
1: I liked it a lot. I uh didn't see it. I haven't seen the original one. Didn't read the book. Even I mean some of those scenes I like it didn't really have that much effect on me because I don't have like that mm-hmm. psychological element. I think I didn't watch mm-hmm. a lot of scary movies growing up, so they like they don't have a lot of effect on me. Yeah. There were some scenes where I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm never reading this book." Like <laughs> I can only imagine if I was reading this book alone, like I'd have to have all the lights on and like stop every like couple of pages just to like chill myself <sighs> out because they like it seemed so so intense. Like the if they if I was creating this atmosphere in my imagination, like it would have been. Would have been insane, but I I really enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, I know my wife, she she said like right away in that opening scene where you see him, like she got that same feeling that she saw when she saw the original clown when she saw Tim Curry doing it. Yeah, it's Tim Curry, right? Yeah, Tim and, Curry. Yeah, uh, she like she like she enjoyed it a lot. So, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was really good. It was there were like a, I think i wrote it on twitter we have a secret theater where not a lot of people go to i honestly don't know how it's still in business like when I went to rogue one there was 10 people in the theater what? on opening night yeah it was amazing it's the best theater in the world i'm not even going to say where it is because i don't want people to go to oh fine but, but you're
0: going to tell me off if...
1: oh yeah you can you can come with us uh, we used nice. to go we we were, were walking up and we saw the line and i was like what like where, where are all these people in my theater? Get out of here. <laughs> and I, I remember that I hate watching movies with people in it because there, there was people that were like talking next to me and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, even regardless of that, I still really enjoyed the movie.
0: But This is what you need or this is what Phoenix needs because I'm surprised it doesn't have it for being a bigger market than El Paso. Uh, a draft house, Alamo draft house, man like we have one actually you do really yeah
1: like it just opened it's... up so we still haven't been i mean it's been open for only a little while but we still haven't been mm-hmm. there but yeah we want to go there
0: it's the best like you can't talk <clears throat> sorry uh you can't talk you can't be on your phone i mean if you get if you talk and you get complaints you get kicked out the food is good i mean if you drink beer's good i mean it's, everything's local so that's really fucking cool um so I mean, that's that's I think that's where I go for all my movies now. I I don't go anywhere else, um, cool. and yeah. So you buy the tickets in advance. You have your reserved seating. You don't have to fucking search for seats. No, it's it's the best. Like I mean, are they like and that's
1: lounge chairs and stuff like that.
0: Not lounge chairs. It's not like that fancy like the Cinemark. Okay. Um, but I mean the chairs. At least the chairs here are comfortable because the ones in the ones I went to Austin were kind of alright. And it was a different kind of like a table to put your popcorn on and everything. Even then, the popcorn there is like free refills for everything. So I mean, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. You're talking about some uncomfortable parts in the movie and the book, man. There's some parts that I was just like, God damn. <laughs> it it was it's it gets really heavy. Like some parts, I was like, I can't do that. And there's parts that are not even mentioned in the book, or I'm sorry, in the movie and won't be. Be, just because it's just terrible, terrible. Like, just, like, it's just so demeaning to people. It's, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, there's the parts that I did have to pause and, and I was driving, so I had just my, you know, my space was very small, and even though driving down I-10, I was just like, no, I can't do this, just because it was just shit. Like, the situations that Stephen King put these kids in or even some of the adults, it was just, just fuck, man. Just the worst feelings ever. Um, I didn't think it was scary, like both the book or the this movie. But I mean, I, I, I guess I expected more horror out of the book being the, you know, the, the prof- prolific horror book. And the movie I thought it was going to do its justice, but, you know, maybe a little bit more horror. There's there's a scene that I still think in this whole movie is just awesome and I don't want to spoil it because it's still out and um, it just came out yeah it just came out so I don't uh, maybe down the line we'll talk about it and just gush over it but yeah I mean that's essentially what we have for pop culture.
1: Yeah. Which um, real quick which clown did you were you more geeked <coughs> out by Tim Curry or this one?
0: You know what, this one, because as a kid, I wasn't able to watch it, like oh, okay. the original it, the TV series, because my aunt was like, no, this is too scary for you. You got to go up there, up, upstairs and play Tom and Jerry, the video
1: game.
0: <laughs> and mind you, that was a great decision in my childhood. But I saw the movie, maybe the original TV show or TV movie like five years ago. So I mean, some things were kind of silly, but I mean, this clown, th- this clown is is pretty fucking scary. Like it's just, it's perfect. It's it's a perfect it. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. Well, I mean, just to kind of wrap up, then we've been going on for I think longer than both of us thought we were going to, but yeah, not a big deal. I mean, I can talk baseball as long as you'll have me. So. Uh, Just to wrap up, I guess we'll do this. I think we should do this every week, too. I think it'll be fun um, with our MVP for the week. Yes. Mine for this week is J.D. Martinez of the Diamondbacks. Um, he, He powered them, or not powered them solely, but Paul Goldschmidt was out for a good portion of the games that they played the Dodgers. He hit eight home runs and 16 RBIs. Um and he did he did all this damage against the Dodgers the Rockies and the Dodgers again so yeah he, and uh, whoever the, uh the Padres this weekend too so he was he was on a tear and they got him for nothing like I said in the beginning of the year it's another thing I said in the beginning of the year is they should have gotten a left fielder and when they did I was like watch out especially because he's a right-handed batter against all those left-handed pitchers of the Dodgers so we'll see if he can if they can get into the AL NLDS against the Dodgers I think that it'll be a fun
0: series. Yeah, I, I think that's where my money is right now, too. Again, just because I love the Rockies, but I'll, I'll give them another year so they could start building. I mean, they've been building for the last couple of, like, the last two years, I think. So I think they need a little bit more, um, more time. I think they need more time to be ready for the prime time. And even though, I mean, I would be ecstatic and there would be so much shit talking because I'll be that guy <laughs> finally. Um it, it, that's what i'm that that it would be great to watch, to see i wouldn't be disappointed cuz you know it's just again i i've had this in the back of my mind for such a long time like they don't have to go that this far but it would be great and it's great right now uh for my MPV, mvp of the week uh it's hunter renfro he's uh i think he's an outfielder for the san diego padres he's actually at our triple triple a team for the Chihuahuas here He's actually just let them, uh, the the Padres let him go uh, or brought him down because he wasn't doing too hot. I mean, this guy's not the hottest player out there, Uh, but coming down to back to the Chihuahuas, he he led them to their second championship or conference win, essentially, against the Reno Aces. And uh, this guy, I mean, for the last 18 games or 14 games, I'm sorry, he did uh, 18 RBIs and uh this was just coming back from the majors which is fem- like amazing like this guy's really really good um there's other really great players that let this have to happen but i mean this guy uh this uh, i saw them i saw him play on when on friday for the continental last game for the conference and essentially he homer he he essentially led two game two runs in as he homered out like he took it out of the ballpark and it was just amazing to watch. And it just, it brought the game because the guy, the, the, the Chihuahuas were down like by two points and they brought it up. They were able to, you know, even up the game and then there was more insurance runs and it was just a really, really good game. And anytime this guy comes up to plate, it excites me and seeing him play. It's just, it's a, it's a good feeling. And uh, hopefully he gets better for like the Padres because the Padres need Good players, and I think this this kid is he's good. I mean, he's like I think he's like in his twenties, late twenties at least. Twenty five. But yeah, he's twenty five. Yeah. Um, so no, this is a guy. This is definitely uh something somebody that you should probably look out for uh going in for the next season, just to see what he's doing. If the the Padres call him up or they let him go, I mean, that sucks. They did it. The Padres did let go Cody Decker. So whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean they Look got the a top. lot of talent they got a yeah. lot of it from the Red Sox from Dave Dombrowski uh, and, and just the Craig Kimball trade a load and then I think they uh, they got Anderson Espinosa and too when they mm-hmm. traded him for I uh, forgot who they traded for who did the Padres lose recently? Oh, no, Um yeah yeah, and, um, um, <laughs> yeah so like I mean they, they won what back to back already and three championships in their existence or 2 mm-hmm
0: uh they won two they won two champion they're going for their second championship i think they won three conferences okay see that like, so,
1: yeah prowler's doing a good job to build up that farm system so it'll only be a matter of time i think before they start to to go up into the to the major leagues for the padres um, yeah brad hand is amazing um i like manny margot a lot and yeah we'll mm-hmm. see what they what uh what they can do uh, I know Manny Margot hasn't had – he's been up, I think, the entire season. I don't know how well yeah, he's he, been doing. He's kind of an undersized player, but I like him a lot.
0: I, I, I think this is – I, I guess that this whole podcast for you, the, the listener, um, is that we're going to be introducing you to players that you might not know of. Uh, we're going to be talking about almost everything baseball with a sprinkle of uh, pop culture there. But uh, j- we're gonna give you throw out names and the love for Mike Trout out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, at least uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you a big man crush on him, just like a,
0: <laughs> that well, uh, it,
1: shirt that I uh, linked to a while back that had all just all the Mike Trout's all over it. I, oh yeah, get everybody like that's gonna be the uniform of the uh, of America soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, coming. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready for it uh I think this is it uh thank you for listening and thank you joseph oh, uh thank you for uh for joining us and uh joining us joining me I don't know and uh i'm danny joseph uh you could follow me on twitter DefaultPlayer. default player you could follow joseph at
1: at silas seven
0: all right well, this is uh okay. been Danny and joseph talk about baseball
1: yeah Uh, we need to get a a real name
0: (laughs) yeah we don't have a name we'll decide that in the next couple of days but so far it's uh yeah it's jab so far or wait jed yeah Yeah, that sounds good whatever uh dadge dadge that's we got to do some cool acronym like baseball if
1: there's anybody listening to this send in a send in a suggestion it's probably going to be like us too We're going to have two downloads and it's going to be us two in our vanity listening to it over and over
0: again, which is great for me. It's great for my ego. Actually that I could hear stuff
1: fine with me as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's been good. Uh, I will talk to you after this as well. And, um, I'll talk to you listener to soon too. Yeah. Next week. Next week. Yeah. All right. Later. Bye.